Hi, welcome to the Totally Well Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The episode today originally aired on the Groton Channel and is being replayed here as the Totally Well Podcast for your enjoyment. Enjoy the show and make sure you reach out to us at Total Well Coach. My website is www.totalwellcoach.com and I am Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, Strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. It'll be great if you can leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to our channel so that other people will get an opportunity to find us and listen to our fantastic guests who talk about health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people in all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. Thanks a lot, and I appreciate you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, human behavior, fitness, longevity, nutrition, mental health, performance, spirituality, wellness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. Today, we're going to talk about playing and uh, neuroplasticity and movement. And my guest is Maria Skinner. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. Maria, Good to it, be here. Thank you. Maria is from Starfish Dance and Yoga. And where's your uh, studio? In West Concord. In West Concord. And um, I'm going to ask you some questions because I really don't know too much about what you do. Um, but I know that you're an expert in connecting movement with the brain and playing. All right. So, um, so what is uh, brain health fitness? Well, brain health is something that is so dynamically changing right now, what we think of as brain health. It used to be that people thought that you are born with a certain amount of brain cells and that's all you have until you're gone. Um, and not just brain cells, it's really the connections between the cells that are important. Mm -hmm. And so for many, many years, people said, you know, you should read a lot, you should do Sudoku puzzles, you should do all these um, things that use your brain, like keep doing math, but the latest brain science shows us that what we need in order to stay cognitively fit, to keep our brains healthy, is a combination of the body and the brain working together. So things that don't include the body aren't feeding all the different functions of the brain that we need in order to keep a healthy brain. And it used to be that when you ask people what's your main concern as you get old, people would say, um, heart health, or um, they don't want to get cancer, or hypertension, things that were more associated with an aging population. But now, the major health concern really all over the world is um, loss of cognitive function. And so one of the things that health, brain health fitness addresses is how to keep our brains at optimum fitness so that we can either diminish that cognitive decline or improve it, or at the least, very least, maintain it, really for all ages. However, it's the aging population that tends to be more interested. You know, we're more, when the thing starts breaking down is when we're like, wow, maybe we should fix it, rather than starting from a young age, keeping our brains really healthy. 
So it sounds like it, it has um, to do with starting young to, to um, improve the health from an early age, but also building the habit of doing that? Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. When we're little, we play. Yeah. Okay, and, well, two things. When we're young, especially, like, think about a baby that's just learning how to use their bodies. And that's what they really found, that the main function of the brain is not to learn how to write novels or create quantum physics. Really, the main function of the brain, which is awesome that we can do that, is to teach the body how to live on the planet, to teach us how to be in our bodies and move our bodies so that we can live and do all the things that we want to do. That's really the main purpose of the brain. All these other things that we humans have created, amazing. We have these beautiful frontal lobes that, you know, I don't know where they're going to take us. Maybe to the moon again. Maybe we'll go live there. <laughs> and so when we're little, especially when we're learning how to um, come from this very larval state, which we're born in, you know, little babies that can barely move, to walking, and then all the things that we learn how to do to live in the world, our brains are so neuroplastic. They are changing so, the brain is just growing and growing and growing and growing. All kinds of, um, I, I almost imagine it like a tree. You know, like all the branches coming out and we're learning new things every day. And um, I don't know if you remember what it was like to be a kid and to be playing um, or to be a little older and like learning new things about the world and it's so exciting. Um, that's something that's somewhere in the 20s. Biologically, I think that our bodies know that we've done all the learning we need to do to be on the planet. Now we need to start pruning back and focusing. So that's also a time when a lot of us go from playing a lot to working. Mm -hmm. And the energy of work, in some ways, is more about the energy of mastery. You know, we want to master something. We want to get really good at stuff. And especially in our culture where work tends to be specialization. I think in the past when people were farmers or they were living more on the land, people did a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Now we specialize. And sometimes you find people that spend hours and hours and hours doing just one thing. And sometimes it's not just one thing with their brains, but there's the, um, you know, working at a vitamin factory and all you're doing is you know closing the vitamins and so that creates not only a pruning of the brain from um from a play perspective you know we're no longer playing now we're working it also the body's doing a lot less you know mm -hmm. so for me to be sitting in a computer all day doing this even though my brain's going what i'm doing here with my body is not there's not a lot of variety. It's not really feeding all the other functions of the brain that need to stay active and healthy in order for, um, you know, I, I really think that it's almost like we're telling our brain, hey, you know, I don't need these parts anymore. So it's just it starts shutting down. And one of my personal theories, not science, is that when that starts happening, those parts of the brain start shutting down and it's like use it or lose it. It's just like the body. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, um, neuroplasticity means? Neuroplasticity is the ability of the brain to change. Okay. That's really what it means. When you break it down, neuro mm -hmm. is brain, 
nervous system, really. And then plasticity is like plasticine. You know, you can move it, you can change it, you can do different things with it. Mm -hmm. And so again, one of the theories was that um, as we get older, we really can't learn new things because our brain stops having the ability to do that. Biologically, there's, there is something that changes. However, in order for us to keep our brain changing, now we need to make an effort. So when we're little, it's just happening. When mm -hmm. we're older, we need to make an effort. Mm -hmm. Partly, I think it's cultural. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like when you're little and your mom says, you know, go out and play. She doesn't say, go out and create some new neurons. You know, she says, go out and play. And then as we get older, we need to actually take ourselves out to play mm -hmm. because the culture itself may not be doing it. And also because I think when we start reaching into that place where we want mastery, then we don't value play as much. And you find that, yeah, well, I find in a lot of the classes that I teach where people come in and one of the things that I invite them to do is to play and be silly um, and be joyful and do something they've never done before is that a lot of times people feel um, foolish. Mm -hmm. And that's something when we're little, we don't feel foolish. We just play, you know? Yeah, we yeah. pretend to be all kinds of things that when we're grown up, we're like, well, you know, you better grow up. That's not something that um, adults do. And so, I mean, really, this, this whole thing just makes our ability to change our brains harder. Mm -hmm. You know, we mm -hmm. have to make the effort. And the thing, too, that's interesting about that is that um, there's something emotional about it as well. So it's not just about play for f mental fitness. I believe that play is also good for our hearts, you know, and, and our hearts and our brains are completely intertwined. So good for your hearts, good for your brain. It's good for your body. Good for your body. Um, let's see, some other questions. Oh, now, we, we chatted a little bit before, and you mentioned something about the five functions of the brain that we need to, um, to uh, remain activated for us to be healthy. Yes. Um, so can here you they teach are. me Ready? about that? Yeah. Yeah, well, we have um, actually a word. We, we, we use the word smack, like smack. Okay. And that's the sound of neurons firing. Um, so here they are, easy to remember. S is strategic planning. Mm -hmm. And strategic planning is figuring out how to get from one place to another. So, for instance, on my way here, I know my way to the high school, but um, I know that I need to go down this road and then make a right and then make a left. And so that's strategic planning. Then we have memory and recall. And we kind of separate the two a little bit. Memory would be... For instance, I remember playing the piano. I used to play the piano when I was younger. So mm -hmm. I'm, I remember it. Um, recall would be, for instance, I have never played a flute, although I can recall seeing people play a flute. So both of those activate the same area of the brain, but there are two different things in a mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. um, then um, analytical thinking which sometimes sounds like it's like strategic planning, but, but it's, it's a different aspect of it. Analytical thinking is about breaking parts down. So for instance, if somebody were to say, um, let's look at the anatomy of the body, then the body is a whole, but we can look at the different parts, like there's the feet, there's the legs, there's the arms. Um, when you have a recipe, 
analytical thinking is the part that allows us to look at the different ingredients and then when when do we put them in is strategic planning. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. So then we have um, creativity and imagination. Again, they're both connected to the same function, but they're a little different. So imagination first. Imagination is when I actually can imagine something happening in my mind. So right now I'm imagining a beautiful rose. Um, creativity would be now I'm imagining the rose turning into a gorilla. So that's about, creativity is about using images in our minds to create something different. And creativity can also happen, like say in a recipe where you say, okay, I'm going to take some chocolate and mix it with some cayenne and let's see what happens. Um, the last one is kinesthetic learning. And kinesthetic learning is using the body to train the brain what to do. So for instance, when you're first learning how to play, say, basketball, you're, you're playing basketball and you're bouncing the ball around and you shoot the basket and you realize as you're shooting the basket that um, your arms probably needed to be higher. So then it's, that's the body teaching the brain. So the brain says, okay, next time we shoot, we'll bring our hands a little higher. Mm -hmm. And um, kinesthetic learning is what we're doing all the time. I mean, for a little you know, baby, they don't read a book about, well, how am I going to walk? You know, mm -hmm. they're using their bodies to learn how to do it. So those are the five functions. Okay. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I think I told you I teach um, ice hockey to my granddaughter who is oh, I didn't know soon that. to be wow. five. Yeah. So we're on the ice and um, practicing the movement. So people are different kind of learners. Like they have mm -hmm. different ways to take things in, and and I will explain it with words and I will show them, but them going out and doing it and practicing the movements, even though, so I'll look to see, I'll look to slow it down to see that they have the idea. Mm -hmm. And now it's just a matter of connecting the neurons mm -hmm. to the movement to make it smooth and get to where right. they want to go. So I teach them the, the fundam fundamental positioning. Um, and then you get to see it all happen. As, and plus they're young, so some things aren't developed yet. Oh, yeah. So as they get older, you see improvement right. just because, you know, Well, that's matured. the thing. Yeah. You know, they say that there's a, there's a window for language. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's the same for movement. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I didn't start skating until my 40s. And wow. So I think I Neuroplastic, yes. yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Oh, now we've been talking about play and touching on play. And I, did we finish covering that area of why it's important? Let me think. What else about play? Uh, I think that when we get to actually using some of these um, games, these mm -hmm. tools together, we'll talk a little bit more about play. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, what are, in, in your, do you do teach um, in individually or do you teach people in groups? How, like, how do you apply? Well, I, I have three different ways that I share this work. One is that I teach dance classes where we're upright and we're using um, these different functions of the brain within a class format. Okay. Um, then I have another one that's more chair-oriented and then... Um, also, I work with individuals if they want to work um, 
usually it, it encompasses some of the brain health, but also some body-oriented work where it's um, more fitness. Mm -hmm. We spend a long time together. Mm -hmm. I, what I really like about the group classes is that it really feels like we're all playing together. And, you yeah. know, it's a lot more fun to play with a bunch of people. Like yeah. two is like a conversation and three or more is a party. Yeah. So there's that sensation of we're playing, we're celebrating. Do you work with people who are um, trying to get fit or, let, uh, let me finish the question, yeah. the, trying to get fit or do you work with people who have had perhaps injury or maybe stroke or cardio, some other cardiovascular event or yeah. arthritis, like what kind of I, I teach all, I teach all kinds. I mean, I, I stay pretty much with adults right now, but I yeah. work with children. And I've had people in my classes that there's a woman right now who has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And she's, it's kind of on a decline. However, she shows up to class. Sometimes she just stands in the back of the class and watches. Mm -hmm. And that allows her to, you know, her brain is still going even if she's not doing all the movements. She loves it. I've had people with Parkinson's come into classes where they're doing whatever they can. Um, there's been some people that have had strokes, and this work is so good to help people reconnect after stroke. Mm -hmm. um, so is usually, it considered therapy, or is it you know, an is adjunct it to therapy? therapy? I, You're not a therapist, I'm not right? a therapist, yeah. but I almost feel like I don't know if I believe in that word as a thing in itself. I feel like all life can be um, potentially therapeutic, mm -hmm. um, especially when we're with people and we're sharing something that we love. Mm -hmm. So in these classes, I have people with all kinds of different abilities. So mm -hmm. in the same class, like the person with the stroke, with the person with the Alzheimer's, with a super fit person over here that's got no issues to speak of, all together. And mm -hmm. that creates this sense of community. We're all in it together. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see, what other questions did I have? You said you worked with kids. Kids can do this. You work with children. You work with older people. Anybody in between Anybody can do with this. a brain. Anybody with a brain can do this. Yeah, pets? absolutely. Can you do it with pets? Uh, you know, I don't know. Pets really need it. <laughs> they just play all the time. Yeah, that's true. I was wondering, can we play? Yes. Yeah? Can yes. we try some things? Okay, we're going to try a couple of things. Um, so let's take off our shoes because, you know, okay. when you play, you should never wear shoes. All right, and Then you can all see my nice little blue socks. <laughs> okay. So, try not to knock our microphones off. I know. Yeah. We're going to have to be careful. Okay, so let's see. The first, so the first thing we'll do is... Um, First of all, usually I use music. We don't have music today, not a big deal. We're gonna do a joint activation exercise. So what is the purpose for what we're doing? I mean, I know we're gonna have fun in play. Well, the purpose is we're gonna be activating those five areas of the brain. Are you able to differentiate what we're doing with each activity or it just? Um, what we'll do is after each one, I'll ask you, so did we use this, did we use this, did we use this, did we okay. use Okay, wanna all do right. that? Yeah. See, it's a whole game and there's a test at the end. Oh boy. No, okay, no, just kidding. <laughs> so we're gonna first do a joint activation and then okay. what, what we'll first do is we'll just start by moving the left wrist and then moving your left elbow moving your left shoulder. Let's come into the left hip. I know it's a little tricky in a chair, but we can do it. 
Let's move the left knee and the left ankle. And then we're going to take a break. We're going to take an intermission in the spine. And we're just going to move all 26 vertebrae. Oh. Don't you feel better already? Yeah. Now, when I'm doing this movement, am I, like, moving... I, like I was trying to keep moving everything, but I could stop that part and move Well, we it, could isolate. For, isolate now, uh, for yeah. now, we're just waking up each of the joints. Okay. And then we're going to come up to the right elbow. I mean, the right shoulder. Yeah. Right oh, elbow. Right shoulder. Yeah, the right shoulder. Right wrist. Right hip. Right knee. See, with joints, it's interesting. It's hard to move one without moving the other. Yeah, exactly. Right ankle. Okay, so then that was just a joint activation. And now we're going to use all our joints... Are you ready to become an octopus? Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> I'm getting a little core okay, in there, too. I know, exactly. Are That's, we in water? Are we, are we, just, are we, we must be in water, otherwise <laughs> we would be in trouble. Or we could be in a cloud. Yeah, I know, and now, well, maybe you can be like a squid, and now you're going you're gonna to shoot out ink. Ready? <laughs> okay, now let's become... Eagles. Yes, eagles were flying. We do and this eagles, on the ice. We do, I can't do it here, but we do a spread eagle, open hips. Show me and, how you do it. Well, it's, it's with the legs, but I, I don't want to do it here because it's not very ladylike. But, ah, <laughs> but, but, but the hips open up oh, and gotcha. the knees open up. Yeah, and I'm wearing a dress. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> But I'll okay. show you on the ice when you come on the ice. I can't with me. wait. I can't wait. Okay, so then, so then, still using our joints, still activating our joints. Let's let's come here. Let's bring one foot forward, and we're going to go and do. And we're going to pretend, but no, we're not. We're going to really do an amazing swan dive with two double flips. All right, ready? Ah. Oh. I want you to do it in your mind. You are doing the flips. Ah. All right, so let's take a break and talk about which of the five functions of the brain, if not, I think they were all in there. Oh. So strategic planning. So strategic planning was, well, I was watching you to figure out, you know, to copy what you were doing and then trying to figure out the order, like, like I was saying. To awesome. Keep, yeah. Got to it. keep the direction of what things were going. Awesome. Okay. Memory and recall. So I, I just did the swan dive. Beautiful. <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, analytical thinking. And the recall piece of it is whether or not I can remember maybe the order that we did it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I know we did it, but I don't remember the order. Like, I couldn't remember the words, and so I had to use the teleprompter. <laughs> um, so what was the next one? Analytical thinking. Analytical thinking. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe trying to figure out how to separate, like, the joints, like, what, when I was trying to move the knee and move the, the uh, ankle, like, trying to figure out how to put those together. Is that? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, because it's your thinking about the parts. Yeah. And how yeah. they go together, how they fit yeah. together. Yeah, can I separate it? I had to kind yeah. of try it. it wouldn't have worked if I just tried to think about it first. I had to kind of think and try it and then mm -hmm. correct it, try and correct. And so that was kinesthetic too. You already have the last one. And then what about um, creativity imagination? Well, the, the ink, yeah. <laughs> squirting the ink out and 
you know, making out what we could possibly be. So that drill I was telling you about with the hockey players is the quack quack drill. And oh, it actually got a lot of posts on LinkedIn. So, oh my goodness, we only have five minutes. Um, so the quack quack drill is the kids approach the cone and they have to open their hips and put their heels together and toes out and open wow. their knees up. And so we quack because that distracts them and they become ducks and they're waddling or penguins or something like that. So, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know, um, one of the other things that I wanted to say about as, as we're doing this is that part of what helps the brain grow, create new neuropathways, is to do things we've never done before mm -hmm. or to do things we've done before in different ways. So, for instance, I don't know if you've ever tried to be a squid before. No. So there you go. Yeah. And then to do things we've done in different ways. Um, so you were just showing me how to do the stuff that you were doing on ice, but you're trying to do it on a chair. Yeah. yeah. So then that's actually, you know, so we are, you and I have just created a whole bunch of new neuropathways. Yeah. It's so exciting. It is so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing to me, too, how familiar it is to me in my, my realm on the ice where I've become comfortable with it. But, but I constantly try to come up with novelty and new ideas and, you know, sometimes we're doing the exact same game, except this time I'm the princess and you're the dragon. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, that's the thing about keeping it fresh. Yeah. I mean, there's something exciting about it. Yeah. You know, there's like, I just remember these times when I used to wake up and be like, oh my God, I have another day to, to learn all these new things. Yeah. And I felt like for a while that was like not happening for me. But since I've been playing with this brain work, I feel like it's happening every day. So how, do, how has it changed you? It's made me um, more playful. Yeah. I was like a hard worker for many, many years. Yeah. And now I'm like, ah, oh, I'm just done working. <laughs> so do you manage stress better? Yeah. yeah. Things are funnier. Yeah. yeah. I think humor is probably the best gift we have. Yeah. Can you give me a, an example? Oh, my god. Um, okay, driving down the road and getting mad at somebody in front of me who's going really slow, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting mad, and, 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 and just, I started joking with myself by saying, you know, I'm just being really optimistic right now because I feel like everybody should just get out of my way, and it just cracks me up to be able to think that way yeah. rather than feel um, angry or like this is keeping me from my work. It's just, it's just funny yeah, to yeah. just to be able to change that perspective. Yeah, and to laugh at myself and to play and say, wow, well, for some reason the universe wants me to drive really slow today. And <laughs> okay. Well, we have two minutes left for, before the show ends, so I want to make sure I get my question in okay. for you. So what are the top three things that you choose to do to make sure that you are totally well. Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's hard to pick three, but I'm gonna do it. Um, so the first one is movement. I absolutely have to move my body uh, every day. And so whether it's dance or walking or just being aware that um, I need to be living my life in my body rather than sitting, mm -hmm. that definitely helps me. I get a little depressed when I don't move a lot. Mm -hmm. The other is that in the last five or six years, I've stopped eating all sugar. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, 
that has probably changed my life more than anything I've ever done. Wow. I wish I'd done it earlier. Well, being a nutrition expert, I can appreciate I knew you <laughs> the benefit. Would. I knew you would. Yeah, and I don't miss it. Yeah. You know, I don't feel, and when people say, oh, but don't you miss it? I'm like, no, not one little bit. And then the other thing that I'm doing a lot more now is um, making sure that I get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I became a mom, that really changed. And then I felt, again, like work was more important than sleep. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really finding that sleep is really benefiting me. Yeah, there's a lot of research about what happens when we sleep in terms of cleaning things out mm. in the brain area. Yeah. So just to thank you for sharing that, oh, that personal touch. And, um, and just to remind me of the uh, website that I go to to learn more about yeah. what you do. So my personal website, well, my studio website is um, www.starfishdanceyoga.com starfishdanceyoga .com and that's my studio in West Concord and then Ageless Grace is the the thing that we played with today was from Ageless Grace and that's www.agelessgrace.com okay well Maria Skinner uh, thank you so much for visiting uh, the Totally Well Show and um, maybe we can do another uh, deep dive Um, so And thanks for um, tuning in today to the Totally Well Show. Hey, this is Joyce Strong, and you have been listening to the Totally Well Podcast. I'd love to hear from you, so go ahead and reach out to me. Go to my website, www.totalwellcoach.com, or on all social media platforms, at Total Well Coach. Just like to hear what you think of the show, and also what you'd like to hear coming up. And if uh, you know anybody that would like to be a guest on my show, tell them to reach out to me. I'd really like to hear from them. All right, thanks again, and stay tuned for my next episode. See you soon.